How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 80, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Kelsey Morway, otherwise known as Art Genie. She's a very talented artist who creates extremely unique pieces with a lot of punk and metal inspiration, a lot of cool skulls and creepy stuff. You know I dig that stuff. I love it. Uh, go find her on Instagram at art period genie period zero zero one dot period whatever same thing uh some of her proceeds go to the solstice solstice (laughs) animal animal sanctuary jesus i can't talk today make sure to check out the instagram at odd people pod and the twitter and the facebook accounts join the facebook group you facebook groupers Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise at the Odd Shop. Follow the Red Bubble link for more clothing designs and cool stuff and things. Enjoy the show. Hi, Kelsey. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? I'm all right. So you are in the dungeon? Yes, I am actually. Cool. So can you tell the listeners uh, who you are and what you're all about? Uh, I feel like that's a loaded question. (laughs) Already. I'm still honestly figuring some of that out. But um, I quit my nine to five a little over a year ago. Uh, to do my art full time. I was almost kind of forced in that direction. Uh, I worked in healthcare and they had cut our pay and given us more work and more hours. And it was just, I, I couldn't pay any of my bills with that job. So I quit, um, took a huge leap of faith and I've been making it work for a little over a year with my art and then some part-time bartending on the side. And I also work with a animal rescue up over the border into Wisconsin, uh, Solstice Sanctuary. And I have chosen to give a small portion of whatever I make off my art back into the shelter for the animals. So I'm able to charge a little more for some of my stuff at the events we do simply Mm -hmm. because it's going for a good cause and our animals are cute. So why not? (laughs) So that being said, it's been hard lately because my dog had surgery. Uh, a little over a month ago. I think we're in week eight, so almost two months. And that has taken up all of my time and energy. So it's hard to create and take care of him and do his rehab. And then I have the other two little tigers and a turtle. So it's just like (laughs) I have this art dungeon downstairs, a zoo upstairs. And then once in a while, I get a little bit of time for me to create. And then the animals are just like always bumping the table or jumping up onto it or hitting me and it's it's frustrating but I love them so I try to just let it be yeah let, let it let it let slide. happen, happen. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, your your dog is diesel yeah yeah um so you I'm sure you have a lot of fans on like Instagram that are following that whole 
diesel journey. But for the people that don't know what what's happening with uh, with diesel. Uh, well, I think I want to say December last year, he hurt himself and I could tell it was something with his knee or his leg. Uh, and it took forever to get him into the doctor because of COVID and making appointments. Mm -hmm. And I had to cancel one appointment because they called and left a message saying they weren't fully staffed to handle him. And I was like, oh, dear God, my dog has this reputation of turning into a psycho when we go to the vet. He, <laughs> well, he's a rescue, doesn't like men. Which I, he was abused. I mean, I can't blame the guy. I've worked very hard with him in the five years, almost six years I've had him to get him to trust people. And he's gotten a lot better, but does not like the vet. He only likes the girl nurses. <laughs> so long story right. short, he tore his ACL. I had to wait to have surgery because I didn't want to do it in the winter because he would risk slipping, falling. It'd be hard for me to even control him. He's a 90 pound pit lab mix. So it's a lot. Wow, he's 90 pounds. Yes. And wow. he's just, <laughs> he's not fat. He's solid muscle. Yeah, no, I know he, he that's <laughs> what it's, that's what's so surprising. You see pictures of him and he's, he's a solid dog, but I didn't expect you to say 90 pounds. Yeah. That's a 80, big 90, dog. 90 consistently. So, wow. um, so he's in his eighth week of recovery. But yeah, like you said, my followers, I don't have a million, but the ones I have are absolutely amazing. So many of them donated to help with the surgery costs and it ended up being over seven grand. Wow. <laughs> Two grand more than I had, had prepared for. So I had to max out a credit card I had, use whatever I had left in my bank account. And I think I, I ended up with like $9 to my name or something. It was terrifying. Oh, geez. And since then, I've kind of built that back up. I've sold a couple art pieces, had a couple good nights at the bar, but even that's so inconsistent. Yeah. So my whole life is just one big ball of uncertainty. <laughs> that's okay, though. I mean, it's we were talking a little before we hit record and everybody's life is, is like that at one point or another. Right yeah. now, I'm, everything's up in the air for me, too, at a, at a, in a certain way. And uh, yeah. So you'll get through it. We'll all get through it. <laughs> if 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 anybody else hasn't figured out you're you're not from my area, you have a little bit of an accent. So I should have had you mentioned where you're from. So where are you from? Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, you have that Midwest accent, and I kind of for some reason didn't expect you to have that. <laughs> I don't know why. I know why not. And I hear you talk and a couple other people like uh, over there and I think you have an accent so oh I'm sure I do I, I I try not to when I'm when I'm you know doing the podcast I try to be mindful of it but if you were to meet me in person and then especially if we had a couple of drinks or something you it would come out and you'd be like wow this guy's from Massachusetts <laughs> like, I, definitely. I can pick up on it certain words yeah oh yeah I can <laughs> Yeah, I'm about 45 minutes north of Chicago, almost into Wisconsin. Cool. So, that part. Very boring and awful for what I do. Like, art is not a big thing around here. It sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like living in a cornfield. Not even in Chicago, though? You couldn't travel? Uh... It's kind of similar to how it is in, like, L.A., it's oversaturated oh, and right. Honestly, right now, not even safe to be in the city. It's especially for female, single female. Like I, it's terrifying. I can't go anywhere. 
Oof, that's rough. Yeah. So all my art I've sold out of state. People yeah. I do commission art, so people find me, which is super nice. I don't have to have a big website, even though I want to have one someday. But I haven't done any of that type of stuff because my work comes to me, which is so helpful because I don't have to really be a salesperson because I'm 100% not that ever. Not mm. in my blood. <laughs> I give stuff away way too much. Yeah, me, me neither. It's really yeah. hard. So how would you describe your artwork um, for people that don't know what it looks like, what you're about, what, uh, what your, your style is? See, I specialize in taking broken, ugly, destroyed things and making them into something new, something very intricate and beautiful or amazing and just, I don't know, I, have, I just have a knack for taking things that people want to throw away and making something else out of it. That's awesome. That's a pretty good description. <laughs> I also use things you wouldn't think would be used in an art project for my art projects. Like, for example, my dad, people give me things, but my dad gave me a shard of glass and he's like, here, I know you'll use this somehow. I'm like, this is sharp. What do you, what do you want me to do with this? It's like huge too. It's like a dagger. So I have it. He's like, you could smash it up and put it for the background on one of your things. I'm like, you're absolutely correct. So thank you. Well, that's nice that he's thinking yeah. of you when he sees yeah, broken I, glass. While I was moving things. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Only because you had mentioned this when we were talking. Who is Irvin? Oh, my God. That was our first rescue. He was a seven-month-old donkey that was about to go into slaughter. Oh, so the girls uh, that are at the shelter more and more hands-on with the animals, um, they go to these slaughterhouses or auctions. And I don't think I could physically go to one of those because you have to pick which animal you can save because we don't have the money to save them all or the space yet. So they had their, they went out just to get this donkey because someone had sent out like a, a memo or something in that community where we get alerts on if there's babies or anything that doesn't doesn't deserve no animal deserves it but especially yeah. like these little baby donkey like how could you do that so we rescued him and he over the last year has turned into a little sassy ass that he is and <laughs> he's pretty much the face of the sanctuary because he's always got to be on camera always getting into things he's just he's just living his best life now and it's so like heartwarming to see that actually happen and have it be like real life to me because I I've seen him in real life and I go to the farm and I get to see that there's actually people doing good in this world right that's crazy it's uh, the whole uh the whole uh you know animals going to slaughter but what would what do they use a donkey for to slaughter what are they just from what I've heard, Dog I don't, food or something. Like, yeah, they like butcher them just like they would any other animal and they sell it in different countries for meat. I'm like, that's really? disgusting. I don't know who wants to eat a baby donkey. It's terrible. Yeah, that's really but they, hard to figure out. Yeah, so that's what they use them for. Wow, that's it's something I would have never guessed and I didn't know that. 
I didn't know either until I started this journey a year ago. I've learned so much about these animals. Yeah, I bet. So what other animals are on in the uh, sanctuary? It's a lot of the bigger ones. So like I said, it's a farm. So we have horses. They We've rescued a few cats, but those will like tame and then get them fixed and then adopt out, try to find homes for right. them. So they're not running around trying to survive. So I foster failed and kept two of the babies last year. So they're a year old and they act like little dogs. And I'm <laughs> fortunate enough where they don't fuck with my art stuff. They watch me intently and they'll sometimes stand or like come lay on my stuff if they want me to pay attention to them, but they yeah. messed up anything. And I, my art's just all over the place. So I'm very, very lucky that I have cats that don't attack my stuff and it's dangly and shiny. And I'm so surprised that they don't. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't attack anything either. Back to your art. You have a lot of like, uh, like metal and punk stuff kind of involved into your art. Yes. Is that like a part of your upbringing? Were you raised with that kind of that music? Yes, I am an 80s baby. So a lot of that brings me back to driving like in my dad's car. Like that's what I listen to. So those songs are just like in my head. And I have a weird recall when it comes to music. So I know all these songs and all these lyrics and I can, I'm one of those people that can hear a song and kind of tell what it is like in the first few lines of it, just playing. <laughs> and cool. uh, it's all the older songs like that. So all the good music. Nice. But I also have found that I very rarely do I sit down to work on something without music. Like I, I feel like that's part of my process. That's my inspiration, kind of like my mood booster, whatever you want to call it, but I can't make stuff when it's dead silent. I need it to be loud to focus, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people who work that way. <laughs> that and when I play really loud music, my animals take a nap. So just blast some Metallica and they all fall asleep. I don't know why they just do. You grew up uh, were you homeschooled? Is that what you had told me? I was homeschooled third to seventh. <laughs> okay. So the reason behind that, that's the weird part. So I, little me, was a bully. <laughs> okay. Not like a bully bully, but if somebody messed with me, I would get them back. And I was always the one that got caught. <laughs> like I didn't pay attention to my surroundings. I was very blatant about it. So I just did not have a good time in first, second grade. <laughs> there was a kid that I made friends with who was a troublemaker. So I just kind of followed suit. I'm like, oh, he's cool. And um, I have no idea where that kid is today. I don't know, but um, my mom didn't really like that path I was going down. And my teachers, my kindergarten teacher was the first person who told me I was bad for doing my art because mm. I was bored I already knew how to read I already knew how to do all the stuff she was teaching so I would do my work flip the paper over and draw like full-blown dinosaur scenes on the backs of these papers yeah and she would get mad at me and she at one point told my mom I was PMSing which I don't I was 
four or five years old. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like I remember she had a conference with my mom and I was like, what's that? Like, I don't even know what that is. That's extremely strange. Yeah. She was a <laughs> little bit of a bitch, but um, the other teachers I had, so the first and second grade were okay, but I was just already kind of getting into trouble at that point. So um, my mom had always wanted to homeschool us. I'm the oldest of five. So she wow. took three of us that were around at the time and homeschooled us. So I missed a big chunk of that socialization part of growing up before mm. going back into eighth grade. So that was hard going into eighth grade, not knowing which way it was up, basically. Right. Eighth grade's hard to go into, period. Yeah. Let alone if you are like the new kid that, you know, you haven't been around these other kids. Yeah. That must have been tough. Yeah. I mean, we played sports. So I had a couple of girls that I played travel soccer with it. Okay, cool. But, but we weren't really friends because it was just like you play a game or go to practice and go home. It's not like we hung out or anything. It's because you beat them up or. <laughs> <laughs> I straightened out. I, I don't know what I was thinking. It was more def self-defense, I guess. Not really, yeah. bullying, but sticking up for myself because I didn't have any older siblings to come save the day for me. Hmm. So <laughs> I was also the little kid that questioned everything. Like, why? Who said? Why is this? Why is that? So going into eighth grade and people telling me I had to choose who to be friends with and that I couldn't talk to these kids if I talked to those kids. Oh. And I, I just didn't understand that. Hmm. I hadn't seen that side of the world yet. And yeah. grade. And then I was like, oh, the world's ugly. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And that's when stuff started to get weird for me. And like I started to lose, I don't want to say who I was because I was eighth grade, but yeah. that's really what set it off. And I was kind of like a hot mess through high school. Um, everything I did was sports related. So I didn't have time for my art. I kind of lost that part of me because I didn't have time for it and ended up having two ACL reconstructive surgeries by the time I was 16. Wow. So tore them like back to back, broke a collarbone in between. I was just not having good luck with the sports. So I lost my scholarships to go to college and I really didn't have a plan B. So I kind of just skated through school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do art. Yeah. Uh, I tried to set up for all art classes and they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a math and gen eds. I'm like, why? <laughs> I had all art classes on my schedule. Class schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not? So I took one semester, I had a drawing class and some graphic design class and that is the only art background I have I never was taught how to paint I was the worst person in my drawing class and by the end of the semester I hated or I didn't even want to go like I was terrified because I didn't know that they put your work up on the wall and had everyone tear it to shreds as part of the class and I my work sucked so I didn't even want to go to class when they had those days <laughs> right yeah, but I can imagine. Yeah. So I just bit the bullet, worked really hard that semester to get it. And then one day it just 
clicked like I understood out of nowhere because I didn't really have the background that most of them did going into college so I didn't know about shading or light or contrast or any of that it's like a foreign language to me so I had to figure it out for myself and I almost think that was best because now I understand I taught myself how to paint during COVID I understand these things now and how to get things how I want them and what to focus on while you're drawing something if it's hard or like you've seen some of my drawings I can pretty yeah. much draw anything and I don't like drawing people or animals but the best of stuff people want me to draw <laughs> but I do it sparingly and that's I, paid commission work but I like the dark twisted spiky shiny punk look and stuff that that's me that's my art I like that stuff too. <laughs> and I like that you do it and you do a great job. Thank you. That's not an uncommon story. I think of a lot of people that discover art like after the fact, like you were a kid and you did art. A lot of kids do that, you know, and then you you went away and you did your uh, sports and everything. But I think a lot of people that go back to it kind of hit that hard spot. And hopefully for them, it's early on, like it was for you, where you were, you weren't old, you know what I mean? You didn't, uh, you were up and swimming in your twenties when you were in college, yeah. you, you hit the hard, you hit the wall and then you were like, oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. It was That's like intermittent for me. Like I always wanted to do art. There was always somebody telling me, you can't do that. That's not a job. That whole thing artists hit where people think it's a hobby and they tell you that and you believe them. And I was victim to that whole thing. But looking back at it, I knew what I wanted to do when I was three. I, I made a book about it. They found the other day in my basement. Oh, really? Yes. That's well, awesome. Let me see if I can get it. I'll show you. I know our audience can't see it, but you'll, you'll love right. it. So this will kind of explain a lot about me. <laughs> okay. I'm a firm believer in that inner child and the fact that I knew what I wanted to do, what I liked, and how I wanted to show up in this world when I was a kid. And then it all just got, society just kind of took that from me. Like, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to go to college, you're supposed to get a desk job, you're supposed to do this. And I never wanted any of that. <laughs> so this book is called Lots of Wishes. Okay. And there's a witch because I, I think I put witches on mine. It was supposed to be wishes, but I drew like this <laughs> wizard that got yeah. rid of the room and they're holding a wand with a heart full of glitter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so these were my wishes. I wish I could go to a museum because it's cool. And I had dinosaur bones. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's with dinosaurs, I think, because then I really wish I could see dinosaurs because they're cool. <laughs> this is funny. I wish I could have a pet so I could have someone to talk to. Well, now I have four. So that wish came true. <laughs> and then I wish I could be a raptor so I could eat other dinosaurs. That's awesome. So that's what I drew on the back of my kindergarten paper. So that's why my teacher said I had problems. Like there's guts yeah. out of that dinosaur. <laughs> Just so you know, I have a eight-year-old son that is constantly drawing, you know, dismembered uh, dinosaurs and blood and guts and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, cool. I just try to not 
overreact like to it. Yeah, like I don't want him to like I don't want him to be like getting talked to at school or anything because sometimes it gets pretty graphic. But I'm like, dude, I'm like that looks and he does such a great job. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I you feel can't... like coming from a person who did that stuff as a child. I feel like for me, it wasn't about the blood and guts. It was about like the detail to me to draw something like that. That right. was around the time I was, was watching Jurassic Park. So I think it was like yeah. it drained into my head to draw these scenes from memory. And that's what it was. It was my recall. Yeah. My, I liked the bright colors and the reds are bright colors. So the blood was just everywhere. But I turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other wish, this drawing, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. It says, I wish I could eat apples. And I'm like on a ladder electrocuting a <laughs> apples with my hands like i don't know what the hell that's awesome i don't know what the hell's going on either but it's awesome you know but this book i was dying and then what was the last one this this is the part about that where the music ties in said i wish i could hear rock and roll because it's cool and i drew like a drum set and a microphone nice. didn't ever write the end i drew a bunch of lightning bolts on the back and that was <laughs> That, that was it. Didn't even put my name on it, but the teacher clearly knew it was mine. Pretty sick lightning bolts, too. Well, the point behind that is I, I knew what I wanted, and now I, I'm doing all of those things 30 years later, and it's, it's insane to me that a three-year-old version of me knew exactly what she wanted, and I am currently doing those things, which I can't wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah, it's awesome. You're li literally, literally living the dream that you My had. Eight wishes. <laughs> the the one thing you really need to work on, I think, is uh, shooting lightning out of your shooting electricity I out of your hands. That skill yet, but uh, I do. Yeah. Love apples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows where that came from? It's cool. I like it. I like it all. It's awesome. So uh, we're at a part of the show where I'd like to ask you some odd questions. Absolutely. So you're ready, you're ready for some odd questions? Bring them. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you could collaborate with any artist, past or present, to make a piece of art, uh, who would you choose as your partner? Mm, that's hard. You know what? I, actually, if I could do a project with a little version of me, I think it would be sick. If there was a way to make that happen. I would love to go back in time and rack my brain and figure out what the hell was I doing to those apples? And what <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it would be cool. I think your perspective as a kid is just like untainted. You just right. treat with no influence, with nobody telling you how to do something. You just do it. So I think little me and big me collaborating would be awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, all right. What is your guilty pleasure? Something gummy, that's embarrassing. Gummy things. Say that again. What? Gummy things like gummy worms, gummy oh. bears. Like sometimes while I'm drawing, like I just have a jar that I keep filled with that stuff and always eating something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what is one compliment that makes you blush? Any, actually. <laughs> I think when people comment about my appearance, I mean, there's a whole backstory about that too, but when people tell me like you're pretty or 
you look nice, I like automatically come up with a response like, oh, uh, this old thing or like, oh, I got this somewhere instead of just saying thank you mm. and just like leaving it. So I'm trying to get better at that. I've been better at it over the last couple of years, but anytime it's a personal comment, I, I shy away from it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what the food is like out where you live, <laughs> but would you choose uh, Chinese food or pizza? Pizza, hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is a good one for you. Uh, if you could be any animal, what kind of animal would you like to be? Oh my god, I think I can most relate to a squirrel, like a squirrel that's had too much coffee. <laughs> like uh, a hyper squirrel yes like doing a million things at once because they have to and then i often have like multiple projects going on at once and they're all scattered about my house so i can work on something while another thing's drying and i think squirrel would best suit me <laughs> okay <laughs> you're a busy little squirrel yes all right what is all right. This is a loaded question for a music lover. Uh, what's your favorite band? And I had this issue with the last person I had on because he, he was like, you need to be more specific. I know. Can I pick a genre? Yeah, pick a genre. Pick <laughs> Definitely like punk rock, metal, yeah. anything that if you really listen to that type of music, a lot of those lyrics are so deep, so intricate. And a lot of people don't pay attention to that because it's screaming or there's too, like it's really loud or whatever, but I do. And I don't know. I just love that type of music. That's just talent. It's not auto-tuned and poppy and played on the radio. It's like just awesomeness. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. What superpower would you like to have besides my apple zapping <laughs> yes except except for apple zapping oh my god i think it would be really cool to fly just nice. simply because sometimes moving and my knees and my body just hurts so i think flying with there's no pressure on my joints would be phenomenal <laughs> all right so and what's get out of illinois <laughs> easily right yes. so what superpower would be most inconvenient to have oh i got this probably a hulk like getting pissed okay. off and then like <laughs> ripping on my clothes and breaking things i feel like that would happen like once a day <laughs> <laughs> did you see that they're they're making a she hulk which was a comic back in the day my kids, when I worked, not my kids, but I had a group of delinquents I used to work with at this place by my house. It was my first job out of college, and it was pretty much a detention center for kids without the bars. It was homes, like everything was locked, like we were trained to restrain them and everything. But my boys, after the wow. first two months, were calling me She-Hulk, and I was like, okay, I, I can do that. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped trying to run from me. So that worked. Wow. <laughs> I did not know they were making that though. Yeah, they're making that. 
uh, I don't, I don't know who is playing She Hulk, <laughs> but it's kind of I, I, I saw a commercial for it. And I feel like it's uh, kind of like the old school Hulk TV show kind of looking, where it's, it doesn't look like all the other Marvel movies. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be good. I don't know if that makes me sound sexist or not. <laughs> but it's it's not because of the content it just looks weird they put like a retro weird like you know graphics to it and you're like we were talking about like the Lou Ferrigno like yeah yes exactly yeah I watched that my dad had me watch that when I was little and yeah it just looks like dingy or something yeah they make it very like retro looking they have the graphics for the lettering has like yellow uh, not yellow but like blue and pink with like a shiny thing in the middle like Huh. I'll have like to look some, it up. I don't know. I'll I'll find something <laughs> and send it to you because you're gonna go. What the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> all right. Where would you like to live? Anywhere in the world, uh, but you can't pick where you live now. Not that you would. I would not. <laughs> I don't know. I traveled a lot with my club soccer team, but it was never like enjoyable. We never got to go do anything anywhere. But I know. I need to be somewhere warm and that has more sunshine and not so much cold because it's super depressing. I'm one of those people that need sunlight to be happy. <laughs> so when I'm deprived of that for months at a time, it's no bueno. <laughs> so I feel like Illinois is, is, is it Illinois or Illinois? Silent S. Okay. Oh, Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a lot like Massachusetts uh in in that we just have summer and then it's like gray and shitty <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the three so I've been told, yeah it's pretty much the same i have a couple of followers and people i talk to from massachusetts and the weather's like similar like a day after so if it's humid and nasty there like the next day that'll be like that here so i don't know which which way the weather's going but it's pretty it's very similar yeah it gets really humid in august it's terrible and you can't do anything uh <laughs> You know what I might do, though? I think I'm going to start messing with people and telling them that there's a silent S at the end of Massachusetts and just try to convince as many people as I can to say Massachusetts. You should. (laughs) I think it would be fun. All right. Here's like the question that I ask everybody. If you could visit any time in history, but only to be a fly on the wall, you can't affect anything, uh, where and when would you go? I'm going to have to let myself see the dinosaurs <laughs> considering that was one of my wishes. I don't know. I, I think that would be it. Go back and like, just like, see how big these things were. I was always curious. Yeah. I, I wanted to be one at one point. <laughs> Didn't know that wasn't a thing you could grow up and be. So um, I think I would want to see dinosaurs. Cool. That reminds me of uh the movie Step Brothers, yeah, where the father wants to be a dinosaur. So he's like, I'll get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what if you could change things? Is there a time in history where you could, where you, where you would go back and uh, change something? Like one single event or it's hard because I, I'm one of those people that thinks everything happens for a reason. 
Okay. So if you change one small thing, what else is that going to affect down the line? So I don't, I don't know if I can answer that one without overthinking it. Okay. No, because I, all the stuff that happened to me, like a lot of it was bad, some good, but if not for all of those bad things, I would not be where I am right now at all. Right. True. True. I I can't answer that one. I don't know if anyone's ever not answered it, but I'm going to go ahead. I just came up with it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer that. Okay. That's all right. Um, have you ever had a paranormal experience? Mm. I live by myself here, but a lot of weird stuff happens and I, I just find it easier to brush it off or make an excuse <laughs> or just run really fast up these stairs and pretend like what I heard just didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, this actually down here in this, the dungeon, the room I was cleaning out, it used to be my bedroom, that dark one behind me, creepy yeah. one. I'm going to make something cool, but my cats have never been down here. My dad and I, when this flooded three years ago, like the first time it rained after I moved in, I lost the whole bottom half of my house. Um, It flooded and we had sealed it from the inside and outside where it was leaking on the back. The people that had flipped it decided to cover up a window well and a bunch of cracks with drywall and not say anything. So eventually it came through the wall and onto the floor and we had to rip everything out, but we've sealed it off. So not a drop of water has gotten in here in the last two years. And there's somehow little tiny cat prints all over that black wall. And I have no idea where they came from. My cats have never been down here. The doors stay shut. My dog doesn't even come down here. <laughs> I barely That's come weird. Here except for laundry. <laughs> That's really I strange. No it came from. Wow. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then something last year, around sometime in October, some animal kept putting bones on my porch stairs. Like, really? Creepy. <laughs> like I would, I didn't touch them. I was like, all right, that's weird. And it wasn't like chicken bones or anything they would get out of the garbage. It was like, am, like animal remains, like from the wild. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's that crazy. Was, yeah. There's more if you want me to keep going. (laughs) Only if you want to. Uh, My old house that uh, we lived in, we remodeled the whole house, but we had a front porch that the people before us like enclosed it and made it like a like a heated room, but it was a porch. So underneath it would have been like you know, it's not a part of. It wasn't a part of the rest of the house. Yeah. So below it was just like a room. So I went under there to like re-insulate it and it was full of cat skeletons. Oh my God. And we think that they were in there to stay warm because there was heat above it and you know it was a heated room. And they must have got snowed in. Mm-hmm. And they all like there was like three skeletons in there with like partial, you know, stuff still on the bones and it was nasty i remember just going in there and being like oh no (laughs) this isn't fun anymore like this is not a good house project during covid i started painting and using color before that everything i did was pencil black and white no really like brightness and i feel like i got to a point with working in healthcare and dealing with everything i had to deal with i needed something more than just the black and white and gray and dull 
Bleh. So I started making all these bright pieces and hanging them up in my living room or wherever I had wall space. And the temperatures in my rooms upstairs would change. And I feel like they change based on where I put that art. Almost like the art would like clear out any bad juju or something. Mm. The only room that's cold now is when I moved everything out of like my turtle's room slash (laughs) to keep the cats out of there. He has his own back room. And (laughs) that's the coldest room in the house right now. And I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, it's weird. You got to put a fiery, cool painting in there or something. Yeah, something. To make something to keep the turtle warm. Something, yeah. <laughs> so what is one thing you would change about the world? I guess the first thing that pops into my mind, and that's just because of everything going on right now, is just the whole women's rights thing. Right. It's a sticky subject. I don't really talk about politics too much, but that I feel rights our rights and that's not really something like people should have a say in over someone else like it's a control thing and that I don't like yeah so I would love to change that for a lot of people's sake yeah I don't I try to avoid politics on the show yeah and but to me that's like not even like you said, it's it's not even a political yeah, thing. Like it's a control thing. Yeah, people should all be uh, you know allowed to do their thing. Everybody, yeah. no matter I, what you're like, you should be able to just yeah. be yourself. <laughs> I agree. Like pro-choice, like what you do is up to you. Yeah. But uh, I lost yeah, that... followers when I posted something about it. And then really? like later gain back even more. So I'm like, okay, get rid of the garbage and then make room for the people I actually want on my page and following me and watching. Right. What I do. So, so many people reached out to like guys that are artists and have been making stuff too. And I'll like repost it. And I'm really big on like stories and hearing about people's lives. And the one guy said, um, I have three daughters, like I'm going to do what I can. Like my dad's got four daughters. I'm the oldest. And it's yeah. just crazy how how we're even here right now in this situation. Yeah, it's really, really strange. It's so. not something like in our adult life. I didn't think I would be like seeing this kind of regression in like society that we're in. Like this is something you'd read about in another country. And you like, you know, people are losing rights and they yeah. want to they want to take things away from people at a federal level when it's like what is our what is our uh, value in this country like what are, the citizens of this country are losing our our lives control of their life yeah we're like losing we're losing our freedom yeah There's no other way to put it really i guess you mentioned other countries i guess if i could change something i would change it everywhere you know make other places better too because it's sad like a a lot of my followers are from all over the world too like i have such a wide range of people who have found me or i found them and just everywhere and it's so different how like things are like what they've shared with me what they have to deal with and it's like wow like i guess i really don't have it that bad no one's 
scrolling what I post or watching my every move on my computer that I know of. Yeah, not yet. But some people do. Like I had a couple um, friends that were posting things. They're from Russia. Like I haven't wow. heard from I haven't heard from them at all. And I'm wow. like, I hope you're okay. <laughs> like I don't yeah, know. Right. Don't it's know. crazy. It's scary. Yeah, and people get all up in arms and about that whole situation. Yeah. It's I just, I just want to make the world better. And I feel like my way of doing that is with my art. So yeah. I'm just gonna stick to that. That sounds good. Keep doing what I do. And what I do is I like to have a nice conversation with somebody and then just to have it nosedive into depression. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of people do not talk about that stuff, but I yeah. have on my page and from the get-go, just always been real, always been an open book. And that those down times are just as much a part of your journey as your success. Cause yeah, the part, like what I'm in right now, dealing with everything, this is going to matter. This, how I come out of this is going to be huge. Yes. It's on me, like the whole art thing or music or anything you want to do that's off the beaten path, it's going to take grit. And that's just consistency over a long period of time. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be in a year, unless you're really lucky, you have a lot of connections or come from a lot of money and have the freedom to do everything you want right yeah. away. But I don't have that right now. So that's why I got good at using trash or garbage or th broken things to make my art like i yeah. will never buy a picture frame never have i always make them refurbish them goodwill's like my favorite hot spot for frames cool like why pay 50 dollars for something when i can pay like five yeah right <laughs> that's how i'm gonna have to make it is by using my creativity so i'm okay with that nice so uh what is your favorite piece that you've made there is a drawing that we had to do and i never finished it in school it sat in a binder for years and i finished it three years ago when i moved into this house and it was a self-portrait and of course i don't like drawing people so mine was from the side and it was a cartoon version of me that had monkeys like coming out of the head like my eyes were closed but it was like referencing everything that goes on in my head at once all the time and one of the monkeys was drawing and actually drawing some of the hair onto me and the other one had headphones on one was screaming one was crying the other one was like yelling and there's like five of four or five of them but i have that one hanging up in my room and that one i've never even thought of selling or made prints of like that's that's mine <laughs> yeah it was one of my like first really good drawings so that one will stay in my room wherever I go that's cool that's awesome that sounds really really like an awesome drawing too. I try to get a good picture of it and send you it so you can post it cool yeah I'm down so what's your favorite part of your process uh when it comes to creating your art mm. That's funny you ask, because I completely forgot to talk about this. So I have this weird gift. I'm able to create something in my head before I even touch anything. So like I'm working on this table right now, like I have it done in my head. I can see it. And 
nothing ever goes to plan, but I at least have this general idea that I'm going for. And then as I go, go through it, as I find things to use, what I want to put on it, how I want to arrange it, lay it out, that's kind of all up in the air and, and, and will change. But my favorite part is when I get that initial idea and I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. And I always tend to like tell someone about it too, because I'm so excited. Because in my head, I see something amazing. And then it usually ends up being way more intricate, detailed and like Kelsey than I intended. But <laughs> some of my best stuff is when I get this random idea and I'm excited about it and then can make it happen. That's awesome. You know, I have a bit of that too. And I think I got it from my dad. My dad, so we used to work together. We used to remodel houses. We'd like build a deck for somebody. And my father could build something without blueprints, without anything. He just knew where everything was supposed to be. He could see it. Like feel, he could feel. Yeah, he could just feel this is where. It, it, I really value like the different stuff too like i've gotten sucked into the whole game of trying to sell prints and trying to do jewelry and all this other stuff but that's not me so yeah. it has worked for me and i'm trying to like let go and be like okay go back to why you started go back to what you love and keep doing that and that's the weird stuff the stuff that i can sell someone that i can honestly say nobody else is going to have this on their wall and that yeah. i that's where i find my value in the art is i love the different the weird the chaotic styled stuff yeah but i love making so my best work is not my commission work but the stuff that i get to do when i get these ideas or inspiration or see something and i'm like oh i have an idea and that's that's when my art comes out if you could give advice to anyone who wants to be an artist, what advice could you, would you give someone? I could go on for days about that. It's not easy. It is scary. It's if you want to chase your dream, be prepared to live a nightmare. And that's not to like scare anybody off, but that's how it is. You have to make a choice and then go after it with everything you have. You can't just try and fail and be like, oh, I quit, I give up, I can't do this. Those failures are gonna happen all the time. And that's just, that's part of it. Cause you're in uncharted territory. Not that many people can successfully say like, oh, I'm an artist and I do this full time. It's always, oh, I do this on the side or I draw for fun. But for me, right. like this is my full time. I've been in many spots where I just, I feel like I have nothing left, can't continue to do this. And then something happens, something unexpected or the world kind of works in your favor if you're doing the right things for the right reasons. Right. So that's been my experience. And so far it's been working, but it's hard. It's hard to trust that process. Yeah. And I think that's, it is hard and I understand now why a lot of people don't do it because it's it's rough not knowing where your next paycheck's going to come from or not having insurance I got to figure that out I didn't even think of that stuff when I chose to leave um, right. and then not having sick time not having PTO like if I'm dealing with my dog and his therapy for the last couple of months and trying to do all of that. I don't have any sick or PTO pay coming my way. Like I'm just falling down in this hole and 
have to figure out how to get myself out of it. Yeah. So yeah we'll figure out a lot. <laughs> yes. You, it's a learning process. And if you're not willing to learn or take a different look at things or just have an open mind, I don't think, I don't think you'll make it. Just be open. So you don't yeah. literally given to you right in front of you. Yeah. So yeah, it's scary, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it when I have people like my art makes them cry or it moves them or touches them in a way that like nothing else has, or they're just so in awe of what they see up close. I can't even take good pictures of my stuff, but in real life, it's just so detailed. You could almost feel like the glitter and the texture and all the stuff that I layer on there. So that's why I really want to set up this gallery. So my friends and people around here can actually just come walk through it. Like it's going to be like a haunted house type deal. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. That's working on. <laughs> that's so. awesome. How can people support the solstice solstice sanctuary? Am I saying um, it wrong? <laughs> yeah, they have an Instagram, Facebook. It's officially a nonprofit now. We did get the paperwork finally done. Uh, oh, cool sometime in February, January, I don't know, sometime this year. So you can actually um, go on their page and they have the website, there's donations, you can sponsor an animal, like every little bit helps. So we have people that um, come out to the farm and visit, like if you're in the area, obviously. But there's a bunch of ways and it's on their page. They have all the ways you can donate, the Zelle, the PayPal, all that stuff, so. Cool. So and it's at solstice sanctuary just one word nice and how about or get a good laugh the animals are hilarious so so where can uh someone purchase your work what's the best way to uh get in contact with you to buy some art or commission something that's i mean i use my instagram right now my sister was helping me build a website but she had a kid in december and obviously her hands have been full with that it was damn so, kids yeah. But, um, so that's kind of on hold, but that, that was started, but mostly through Instagram. Uh, Facebook is weird for me. Like that's where all the weirdos and creeps come out. I don't know if that's true for everyone, but I get so it many is. rude people on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to tell you off, but I'm too nice and would feel bad five minutes after I did it. But like Instagram is, is different. Like people will ask me for stuff, but they're willing to put money down or they're willing to help pay for supplies. And like, that's part of it is like, okay, usually people give me like 50 to hundred bucks, depending on what the project is to start it. And like, that's, that's how you make it as an artist. You can't just make things and hope someone is going to pay you for it because they won't. And I've learned that yeah. the hard way. <laughs> like I've made things and dedicated all this time and they're like, oh, I don't want it or I changed my mind, or I thought that was going to be this much. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's strange that Facebook and Instagram are pretty much owned by the same company, but far as a virtual space goes, they are entirely different. Yeah. Facebook. I just share the same stuff that I put on Instagram and I try to just, is it, a Facebook group for the show. And I try to share like funny memes and stuff just to keep it like this lighthearted. Here I am. I exist here. 
Yeah, mine. I, you know, I don't post anything on Facebook intentionally. It just does it automatically to my business page from my Instagram. Like I yep. just, I don't have time for all the social media. That's another thing. As an artist, you you don't have time for all of that if you're putting everything into your work. It's almost yeah. like a full time job to run a media site or website or anything it's it's hard and you have so many different things going on <laughs> i can't yeah. imagine social media is anywhere near the top of the list you have living beings depending on you yeah so i've been posting more stories because those are quick easy you can put music on it on my instagram and i never used to really do those but i've been doing more of that simply for time reasons and sometimes i'm so flustered like the thought of typing out hashtags makes me sick like i'm like nope not doing it today yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. just annoying. nope nobody can talk to me when i'm doing that say so, yeah, hold on no, hold on i'm, I'm hold hashtagging on. like my dog has to go out and i'm like hold on hold on i'm doing something i'm doing something diesel and then five hold minutes on. later i'm like i just really waste all of this time doing a number sign and words behind it yes i did yep <laughs> i do it all the time it's terrible yeah so I'm disappointed by one thing you haven't said, don't you know, which is a very, it sounds like a very Midwestern thing. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> that is something I hear my sister's husband say, he's from Canada. They okay. say and then my other sister is down in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. She and her boyfriend might say that. Don't you know? But okay. not where I am. To me, that I can't even place it where I've heard that. But nobody by me says that. Okay. So now <laughs> I'm not disappointed then. Okay, good. And nobody up here ever says go park the car in Harvard Yard. That never that, that's only by request. Nobody <laughs> ever actually says that. Yeah. <laughs> exaggerated. Yes. That's just by request only. Nobody really says that. <laughs> So uh, thank you for talking to me. I'd say today, but it's tonight, it's nighttime. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it was fun. I've never done one of these before. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. So what'd you guys think of that? Uh, Kelsey is a, a great guest to have on the show. She's very much an odd person. She's living the dream, and as she says, it's sometimes very, very hard. But that's, you know, if you want to live your dream, if you want to make your dreams come true, sometimes it's not easy. And she's proof of that. She's a really great artist. If you guys already haven't, check her out. Go check her out. She's great. Um, I've been following her for a while. Having the sanctuary involved is just another reason why you should go buy her art. You know, it's not only going to fund a talented artist, but also, you know, helping save some animals, which is always nice. That's a nice thing. So thank you to Kelsey for being on the show today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening today. Thank you to the odd people out there. I have a consistent group of people that listen to the show. I'm just always very, very grateful that you guys listen. It keeps me going. If for some reason it went down to zero... <laughs> listeners i'd probably just stop so it, it's nice to see consistent numbers you know of people listening to the show uh there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world uh in my personal life there's a lot going on 
for the people that look forward to a weekly episode, I apologize. Because it might not happen every week. And life is crazy right now. Which that might end up being in an episode. I'll maybe fill everybody in on what the hell's going on with me. But thank you all as always for listening. I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative. Stay inspired. And as always, stay odd. Uh.